That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe on breathing from the city of angels in los angeles welcome to all my listeners out there in radio land i'm dave the caregiver's caregiver coming to you live and on demand 24 7 on numerous syndicated platforms iHeartRadio, itunes youtube spreaker soundcloud vimeo stitcher it goes on i won't bore you in fact we are the, uh, proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast on the top 50 of player fm and number two on feedspot out of the top 60 and number two on caringvillage.com and we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Dr. Bradley Nelson, Trapped Emotions and the Six Underlying Causes of Disease. Now, there's a topic. Americans spend almost $9,000 annually on health care, the third highest amount in the world, yet our health ranks worse than residents of 33 other nations. Now, how does that happen? And that's according to a new report by 24-7 Wall Street. We die younger, we experience more illness than people in other rich nations. So go figure. So, but before we get started with our interview, I do want to take this moment to thank my last week's guest. Um, Is your career making making you a zombie and how to go from walking dead to invincible? Uh, Whose career is on fire? So that's the interview of Mustafa. He's the author of the upcoming book, Passion Project, Build the Career You Were Born to Have and Find Your Life Purpose. All right. So just a reminder that you can watch or listen to all our interviews, including this one, on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Welcome, doctor. Welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on. Well, thank you, Dave. It's uh, great to be here. Well, the honor is ours. And I always like to ask my guests just who is Dr. Bradley Nelson and why was he placed on his earth? <laughs> well, yeah, my, uh, my job uh, is very clear. I, uh, I've had lots of different experiences in my life that have all prepared me really to bring this healing work into the world. Uh, we call it the emotion code and the body code. The emotion code is a very simple method that uh, enables people to find and remove their emotional baggage. Now, um, find and remove, huh? Exactly. I'm a retired uh, holistic. Sound like we're removing cancer. (laughs) Well, it's all about energy medicine. See, Uh, you know, lots of um, lots of very prominent scientists and physicians for quite a number of years now have said that. uh, that energy medicine is the future of medicine. It's all going to be about frequencies. It's all going to be about uh, vibration. And, uh, and really, that's where we are now. When I was in practice, what I found was that uh, no matter how young or old a patient was, no matter what they were suffering from, whether it was something mental or emotional uh-huh. or physical, uh, all my patients had something in common, and that was what I came to call their emotional baggage. Now, really? To understand how this works, you have to understand, first of all, that the body, uh, these bodies of ours that seem so solid, uh, are actually nothing more than a very complex energy field. So if you look at your hand, for example, 
your hand looks solid. And if you slap it down on the desk, it makes a nice thunk sound. But if you could look at your hand with a big enough microscope and keep zooming in and zooming in and magnifying your hand at about a million power or more magnification, you'd be looking at a single individual atom. And if you look inside the atom, you see, oh, there's really nothing in the atom. Uh, It's just little energy zipping around at the speed of light. And uh, it's all just energy. And that's what we are. In and fact, see that um, energy. I know when they when they draw a picture of an atom, they sh- they make these little circle things. But what yeah. do they actually see when they're looking at an atom through? A, uh, well, they've do done they electron, see a little flash of light doing all of that stuff. Yeah, or? they've done they've done electron uh, micros- uh, microscopy of of atoms, and they can actually get down to that level where they can see the atom. But uh, but what is the atom really? Well, it's energy, and that's. Uh, uh, ever since Einstein, I mean, we've been we've been understanding, and all these quantum physicists and specialists uh, in this work have been telling us this. So, if you think about the body itself, and you think about your body is just energy, well, the desk you're sitting at is energy too, and so is your car, and the Earth, and the Sun, and the Moon, and the stars. It's all energy, and thought is energy, and emotions are energy. And so, when you're feeling a certain emotion. Uh, you're feeling a certain vibrational frequency because that's what differentiates uh, some energies from other energies. So if you're feeling an emotion of anger, you're feeling a certain frequency. If you're feeling an emotion of grief, that's a different frequency. And so if you're feeling an emotion and the emotion is powerful enough, if you're really upset about something, you're really deeply grieved or you're really angry or whatever it might be, uh, what's going on on a quantum level at the smallest level of reality in our bodies Mm -hmm. Uh, if the emotion is powerful enough, your whole body can be taking on this new vibration. And sometimes it's too much for the body. And so the energy of that emotional experience can become trapped in the body. And we call, this is literally our emotional baggage. It's a real thing. I mean, who knew? We, you know, we, we talk about, we use that phrase, right? Usually when we're referring to other people, uh, <laughs> right? Dave, like we say things like, you know, she just baggage. has a lot of emotional baggage or. He has a lot of emotional baggage and we all do, but now we know what it is. And uh, a trapped emotion is a ball of energy from about the size of a baseball to about the size of a softball. And uh, these energies can inhabit our bodies. They can get lodged anywhere in the body and uh, wherever they get stuck in the body, they tend to distort the normal energy field of the body. And uh, when you distort the energy field of the body, you're distorting the body itself. So all the chemical reactions taking place within that little sphere of energy, and these can lodge anywhere in the body. Um, all those chemical reactions are interfered with a little bit, blood flow, lymph flow, uh, the flow of the uh, meridian energy flowing through those areas is also going to be altered or stopped. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's a fascinating thing. And a lot of this for me started out uh, as just uh, practical experience. I mean, I remember one of the first cases that I saw, a woman came into me, this is many years ago now, but she came in to see, we won't say quite how many, but she came in to see me. She thought she was having a heart attack. And I mean, she had crushing chest pain, difficulty breathing. The left side of her face was numb. Her left arm was totally numb. Looks like a heart attack, right? Or stroke. Yeah. And I told my staff, we might need an ambulance. Just hang on a minute. But we were right next to a medical center. So it wouldn't have taken long, but I did some testing on her. And what I found was she had a trapped emotion, some emotional baggage that was creating these symptoms. And uh, so asking questions. And what we do is we ask questions 
and get answers from the body itself, from the subconscious mind, using some form of muscle testing. And uh, so I was asking questions, getting answers. And what I found was she had a trapped emotion. The emotion was grief. And I asked a few more questions and found out that this had occurred three years before. And when I arrived at that, she all of a sudden broke down weeping. And I said, well, she said, I, I thought I dealt with all that. I can't believe that's showing up. And I said, well, what in the world happened to you? She said that her husband, uh, whom she was deeply in love with, uh, was having an affair three years before. And she found out about it and confronted him with the evidence. And uh, their marriage blew up. She was really in love with the guy, but she'd been deeply betrayed. So she spent a year. She cried buckets of tears and spent a year in therapy dealing with it and had recently gotten remarried. So as far as she was concerned, that guy was just her ex and uh, it was just a bad experience. As far as her body was concerned, that energy was still there. In fact, it was, uh, it was essentially twisting and distorting uh, the energy around her heart to a point where it was simulating a heart attack. Because when I release that trapped emotion, and we do that by just swiping down the back, down the middle of the back, down a meridian a few times, the feeling came back into her face and into her arm within about three seconds. And the chest pain, the difficulty breathing, it was all gone. And she left the office 10 minutes later feeling totally fine. And I remember after she left sitting down at my desk and my head was kind of spinning, I was thinking, how in the world, what did I just witness? How is that possible? Now, she and I are still in touch. That was, uh, that was over 30 years ago now. She's never had another problem with her heart, no other symptoms of any kind. But of course, now we know if you feel like you're having a heart attack, by all means, call 911. But if they tell you that your heart tests fine, there's nothing really wrong, you weren't really having a heart attack, you were probably you probably are headed for something that the Japanese called uh, Takatsubo syndrome, and that in America we call it uh, cardiac syndrome, which means you're literally in the process of dying, uh, possibly from a broken heart. So it happens. Uh, this sounds a lot like Eastern medicine, you know, where you're talking about the energy and the the yin and the yang, and is Eastern East meeting West here? Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, when I was in practice. I practiced for about uh, 20 years in one form or another. I was always um, really seeking uh, ways to help my patients. And uh, anything that I could find that might work, uh, I was willing to try. And so uh, I delved into a lot of the ancient uh, ideas and the um, things that had been done in, in uh, former times. And um, and yeah, so what we do kind of is a, is a marriage of, uh, of East and West. It's uh, basically the understanding that we present, first of all, with the work that we do, is that uh, the subconscious mind within each one of us knows exactly why we're sick and uh, knows exactly what's going on and knows why we're having symptoms. Now, in Western medicine, if you have some kind of a symptom, um, it's kind of like putting a piece of tape over your check engine light on your car. Uh, the idiot light, yeah. Western medicine takes care of things, right? They'll give you some kind of a drug to suppress the symptom. Um, if you've got migraines, uh, for example, they'll give you a drug that will suppress the pain. But meanwhile, the underlying cause of the problem will remain typically. And so that's the problem with Western medicine is that you've got to keep taking the drugs. Meanwhile, the drugs are toxic, right? They've got all these toxic side effects. So the work that we do is designed to empower the average person to understand uh, how to tap into this, uh, this computer 
that each one of us has within us. And uh, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I'll share a story with you. Uh, I had a patient that came into me one time who uh, had been hospitalized for five days with this severe pain in her abdomen. And they had run every test they could. And finally, they, they said they couldn't help her because they couldn't figure out what the problem was. And so she came in to see me the next day and she still has this terrible pain. And uh, so I tested her and I used, I tapped into her subconscious mind using the system that we call the body code. And I started asking questions and I cleared a few imbalances. And one of the things that I found was that she needed chromium. Um, in the body code, there's a list of nutrients. And uh, very quickly, I was able to figure that out. But I didn't think much about it. I, I said, it looks like you need chromium. I said, we, we don't have any right now. We're out. So you, you should get some at some point. So she Never left the of office. Chromium. Chromium. Yeah, well, chromium is just an element that uh, the body uses in its, uh, in its, in its uh, chemical reactions uh-huh. and making hormones. Does it produce like its own? Sorry, what's that? No. Does it produce its own? No, you got to get it from, from outside. It's important for blood sugar regulation and so on. But I didn't think much about it. I mean, here she is. She's got this terrible pain. Chromium shows up. And I thought, well, you know, maybe she's got a little blood sugar issue. I, I didn't think much about it. The next day she came back in and she was actually worse. Uh, and I remember thinking, I don't know, they must have missed something in the hospital. She, she's got to have appendicitis. I mean, she's in so much pain. I didn't know what else to do. So I broke out the body code again and started asking questions of her subconscious mind. And out of all the thousands of possibilities that it could have taken me to, her subconscious mind took me to the nutrition page, to this table, and we went right to chromium. And only then did I remember that had shown up the day before. And at that point, I said, listen, I said, I think your body really is trying to tell us you need chromium. I said, I have no idea why. But I said, I want you to leave my office right now, go down the street to the health food store, buy some chromium, ask him for some water, open it up and take some right there. 20 minutes later, Dave, this woman is jumping up and down in my waiting room and she's saying, I'm fixed. I'm fixed. I can't believe it. She's a young, young gal. She's probably like 22 or something. And uh, she said the moment that she took the chromium, the pain was just instantly gone. This pain that had put her in the hospital for five days. Think about that. And she said, how did that work? And I said, I have no idea. I still have no idea. But her subconscious mind, you see, knew what she needed and was able to communicate that to me. Now, this is the new paradigm that is going to change the world. Because you see, no matter what is going on with a person, uh, if you've been diagnosed with cancer, uh, if you've been diagnosed with some other major disease process, if, you, if you're infertile, you can't conceive a child, if you've got asthma, uh, if you've got heart problems, whatever it is, your subconscious mind knows with a perfect understanding, you see, what's really going on with you. Well, and, how are you communicating with the subconscious? Well, we have different ways of doing it. Um, we teach a number of different methods of muscle testing. And so, in other words, if I were there with you, for example... And if I were to have you hold your arm out straight out in front of you, parallel to the floor, and if I were to press down on your outstretched arm, uh, you should be able to resist me. And if you were to say or make a true statement, such as my name is Dave, 
you should be able to maintain that strength when I press down on your arm. If you were to say something that is incongruent or negative or untrue, like if you were to say, my name is Bob, for example, well, your name isn't Bob. So if I were to press down on your arm, then your arm would be weak. And you can try this. Uh, you can try this at home, try it on yep. anybody and it works. And so it's a simple way of getting information from the subconscious mind. Now we teach a number of other methods of self-testing where you can test your own body and you can do this on yourself. Um, but the beauty of it is you don't need expensive equipment. You can tap into the subconscious mind. We teach yeah. all of it in, um, in the emotion code book. My, my yeah. business partner is a um, acupuncturist and he does similar things like that. He'll say, yeah. put these two fingers together like that. Yep. And I'm going to try to open them up. Yeah, with a gold thing. ring on my finger and then he'll take the gold ring off and maybe uh you were very strong with the gold and without the gold you were weak you could open them very easily or mm -hmm. other different things you know like silver etc exactly and, uh, same thing it's interesting that just holding a piece of gold gives you all of this strength and energy and not holding it uh doesn't or vice versa yeah some well, people are, are stronger with gold. Some people are stronger with silver. Some people are stronger with neither one. Yeah. Well, the fascinating thing is that um, we, we've had these incredible computer systems in our bodies all along, but uh, it's only been in the last 40 or so years that we've started to really, we've begun to realize how incredibly intelligent uh, our bodies <laughs> actually are. So, um, go figure. Yeah. So that's, that's how we do it. Essentially. We teach people how to tap into that internal computer and ask those questions and figure it out. Um, how, how can that be? I mean, the United States has an enviable, uh, healthcare system. Well, I don't know about the healthcare system, but, uh, you know, people come from all over the world to get, uh, operated on or whatever, but you're saying that, um, we're doing it all backwards. Well, Here's how you need to look at it. Western medicine is so incredibly advanced in so many ways. For example, uh, about 10 years ago, my father died of an aneurysm. Uh, and they were, able to, um, they were able to put a little titanium wire. He had a leak literally in his brain right in here. They were able to put a wire up, feed that through his heart and up into this little tiny area where this hole was, and then unleash this little titanium thread which remembered that it actually wanted to be in the form of a little ball. It rewound itself into a ball and plugged the leak. You know, I mean, that's the kind of thing Western medicine can do. So Western medicine excels at traumatic issues. I mean, life saving uh, issues. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, if you don't get over the railroad tracks quick enough and your leg now is not connected to your body anymore, well, get to the hospital and they've got specialists that can go in there with, microscopes and they can reattach right. nerves and vessels and you, they might be able to save your leg. That's unbelievable that they can do that. So Western they medicine can't is great keep us at things healthy. Like uh, Sorry, say they again? can save our lives, but they can't keep us healthy. Is that what you're kind of saying? Well, yeah, exactly. So Western medicine is not really that good at chronic things because what they have is um, they just call it, them syndromes, right? Well, yeah, there are new diseases that are diagnosed uh, every year because that's how the whole system works. Yeah. And so if you go to a Western medical doctor and you've got some kind of a symptom, well, what are, what are the options? The options are drugs, 
number one, to put you on some kind of drug. And the drugs, remember, are all toxic, but that keeps the drug companies happy. Uh, number two, you might have some kind of surgery, but most of the time, most people don't need drugs and don't need surgery. I mean, think about it. The third leading cause of death in the United States now is prescription medication. And these are medications that are taken according to the prescription, and yet the person dies, not from the disease, but from the drug itself. So, the, you know, the, uh, it's really crazy. The, uh, the world that we're living in, there's so much money in these drugs, uh, and there's so much propaganda that's put out. I mean, you can't watch TV for five minutes without seeing. Yeah. And, they're, and they're marketing it directly to the patient. Uh, don't, don't uh, uh, it's almost like, oh, you don't need your doctor. Uh, we're telling you, if you have these symptoms, this is what you need. Just tell your doctor you need, you need this. And, yeah. and uh, really? <laughs> yeah. So let's wild. talk about the immune system. How important is the immune system? Because especially now with COVID-19, you know, they're spending all of this, this time and energy and, and media on uh, a vaccination, which uh, I thought a vaccination prevents you from getting the thing that it's vaccinating against. And yet people are still getting COVID, even with the so-called vaccination. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better if they spent their time and energy getting people to strengthen their immune system and let our own bodies fight this thing? Well, it's a curious thing, isn't it, Dave, that they don't really <laughs> talk about the immune system at all. No, they never mention it. <laughs> and yet no money the people it, who see. aren't dying, the people who aren't getting COVID have the strong immune systems. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather have uh, lifelong durable immunity from getting it myself, which I did. I did have it and it was not fun. My wife had it and uh, it was even worse for her. But um the immune system is that part of us that, uh, that keeps us alive and that defends us from things like COVID and all these other things that can, uh, you know, we live in a very harsh, dangerous world, but um, our immune systems can handle it. They've been developing for countless, you know, millions of years or whatever. And uh, so uh, when, I, when, I, when I hear people talk about how the, the natural immunity is not as good as uh, as um, the immunity that you get from the vaccine. Well, first of all, this is a whole deep rabbit hole, but uh, what, what we're being told is a vaccine is not actually a vaccine. Right. And uh, so, you know, there's some they real issues changing, there. They keep changing their minds about things, you know? Yeah, changing definitions. And, yeah, uh, it, it's really interesting. But really, the, the whole vaccine thing is about, uh, um, I think it's more about control than anything else. Um, but when we get back to the immune system, uh, what, what are the things that, uh, what, what kind of imbalances will lower your immune system? Because that's really what it comes down to is your individual immune system. How, how healthy or unhealthy is it? Uh, if it's healthy enough, you should be able to survive pretty much anything. But if your immune system is really imbalanced, then you might have a problem. So you what can I even found survive what, cancer cells, right? I'm sorry. You can even survive cancer cells, right? Well, sure, absolutely. Your immune, immune system, system is designed, yeah, to hunt down those cancer cells when they first appear, um, so they don't, you know, start to multiply and, and create a problem for you. When I when I was in practice, because I had figured out how to tap into my patients' subconscious minds and get answers, what I found was that uh, my patients had imbalances, we'll say, that were going on in their bodies, things like 
trapped emotions, uh, other things like pathogens, viruses, parasites, uh, fungal infections, mold, things like that. Uh, they had misalignments going on in the spine, in the skull, in the organs and things like that. And uh, some, sometimes they would have nutritional imbalances like the lady with the chromium. Uh, sometimes they would have toxicity in the body. Maybe they'd been bitten by a spider six years ago and they had problems with that still. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe they were using their cell phone too much, holding it to their head. Um, there, was a, uh, there was a patient uh, that I read about once who, uh, and they showed x-rays. This guy had a, back when cell phones had the antenna that you'd pull out. Remember that? <laughs> this guy ended up having a brain tumor that was shaped just like the antenna on his cell phone. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, the body has organs and glands and systems and circuits, and uh, there's a spirit within us that needs to communicate with the physical body. And uh, so you can have trouble there. Uh, that interface can break down. We can have physical trauma energy that's stored in our body, as well as, of course, things like trapped emotions and so on. So when I was in practice, what I did is I put together this mind map of these six different kinds of imbalances. And uh, then when people would come in to see me, I would open a line of communication with their subconscious mind and start asking questions of their internal computer. And uh, I would get answers about what was really going on with them. For example, uh, I had a patient that uh, came to see me, a um, uh, married woman in her early 40s, I think it was. And she said that uh, she had fibromyalgia, which is pain in the muscles of the body that she couldn't get rid of. So I worked with her and found a number of imbalances in these six categories and corrected those. And her fibromyalgia went away. And so then she said, listen, you've got to see my husband. And she told me the story. Her husband, four years before, it was a truck driver and his scrotum started swelling and it became incredibly painful. He had to stop driving his truck. He became disabled. And uh, for four years, he'd been going up and down the coast of California. He was going to Scripps La Jolla uh, in San Diego and up to UCLA Medical Center. And they had been trying to figure out what his problem was for four years. And, and after two years of this, I mean, it, it's hard for us as men to even imagine what this would be like, but um, very uncomfortable. But after two years, they did an exploratory surgery and they opened him up and they didn't really see anything. So they sewed him up again and it all swelled up again. So Ouch. he came in to see me and uh, I started asking some questions, not of his conscious mind, because consciously we, we know very little, but his subconscious mind instead. And the answer that I got right away was that he had parasites. And, and I asked him, I said, has anyone told you that before? And he said, no. And I said, well, that's what's going on. So I told him what he needed to take, some herbs to get to kill the parasites, right? Well, he was really reluctant to do it, but his wife made him take these uh, parasite supplements. And about a week later, he came back into my office and it was all gone. It just melted away. And I think this guy was probably the happiest guy I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you know, young guy, beautiful wife, beautiful kids, but um, man, his life was just miserable. And um, but the subconscious mind always knows. And there's there's so many stories like that that, uh, that I could tell you, but we, we don't have time. But the bottom line is the starting point for people is the emotion code, because 80 percent of the symptoms that you're feeling right now, if you're having physical pain or depression or anxiety or phobias or panic attacks or PTSD, if you got an eating disorder, 
If you feel like uh, your bank account has holes in it because you just can't seem to keep the money in there, uh, if you're having a hard time finding your soulmate, those are all symptoms of emotional baggage. And the fascinating thing about our emotional baggage is that sometimes it comes from uh, periods of our life that we have no conscious memory of. Sometimes it's when we're a child, you know, uh, maybe we fell off of the, uh, the, uh, changing table, or maybe mom ignored us for too long, or maybe mom and dad were having uh, arguments while you were in the womb and you know, this, the emotional this, energy can get this stuck. This sounds like reprogramming your subconscious because the subconscious has permanently recorded everything that's ever happened to us mm-hmm. inside the womb before we were even speaking. Yep. And there are things that sabotage us. And uh, it sounds like you're saying, that you can kind of reprogram bad programming things that your subconscious has heard and recorded that is toxic to us. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, our our emotional baggage is the biggest impediment. uh, The biggest thing that's in our way of actually creating the life that we want and creating the success that we want in all areas of our life in love Mm -hmm. and in money and in health. And, um, Finding and getting rid of that baggage now is actually really simple. The fascinating thing about this emotional baggage is that sometimes uh, it's not even our baggage because we inherit often, uh, inherit, we inherit emotional energy from mom or dad. Uh, this happens to all of us. And sometimes they inherited some of that emotional energy from their mom right. or dad. And sometimes these can go back for generations. Sure. And, but you can find and remove that emotional baggage. So, Think about this. I mean, uh, one of the most profound healings that I had in my own life was uh, a trapped emotion of hopelessness, an energy of hopelessness. I'd received it from my father when I was conceived. He'd gotten it from his mother when when he was conceived. She'd gotten it from her mother. And it it went back 22 generations to probably the 1400s. So uh, when that was released, it changed my life because all my life I'd had this background music of hopelessness that was playing until that was cleared. And then that was gone. It was really profound for me. And I had passed it to my daughter who was an artist, but had never painted anything until that was removed. And then all of a sudden a year later, she's got an art showing and uh, all this stuff is coming out of her. So we all have emotional baggage. It's not all from uh, the life that we've lived. Some of it is from the lives of our ancestors. And uh, you can find even that kind of baggage with the emotion code because it, uh, it ties into the subconscious mind, which has all the answers, luckily. Yeah, well, I can't believe how fast this time has gone. Um, how can someone get a hold of you or read your book? Uh, is your book a self-help thing? I mean, will, it, it will they really learn how to re- reprogram their subconscious, so to speak? Yep. It's all in here and uh, you can learn how to do it. You can find out how to remove the wall that uh, your subconscious mind put up around your heart at awesome. some point when your heart was breaking. And people can go to discoverhealing.com or uh, drbradleynelson.com. Of course, we're on Facebook and, uh, and Twitter as well. Great. And again, a reminder that all our live shows become recorded podcasts and videocasts on our platforms mentioned above, like YouTube, uh, Podbean, many others, and my membership website, caregiverdave.com. Free membership support community with lots of free gifts and resources. It's a support group. Uh, If you're watching this on uh, YouTube or some other uh, platform like that, click the like button. It helps our 
algorithms uh, and more people will get out and, and hear the show. So again, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, doctor, for being on the show. So until next week, same time. Bye-bye. Thanks, Dave. Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too, Thrive to Stay Alive as a Caregiver. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. He now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Thrive and stay alive as a caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver on sale everywhere and at caregiverdave.com. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again.